so Revelation 6 starts off with him taking this book, Jesus taking this book. And it says, And I opened one of the seals, and behold, I heard the noise as of thunder. And one of the four bees said, Come and see. And I saw and behold a white horse, and he that sat upon him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. And so he, you're about to, this is where the four horsemen of the apocalypse comes in. Yeah, so pause. So the seven seals I've heard about, I'm thinking about like outcast songs right now and stuff, right? Where people like the seven seals and the seven signs. And it's, this is where the movies come out and it's going to be theatricized this throughout my living here on earth. There's tons of the seven seals. So this is where it comes from. Book of Revelations. The book of knowledge, if you will. I don't chapter know, six. And this is in chapter six of Revelations. But the seals themselves are basically a part of this book of wisdom that only Jesus could open up, Jesua could open up, yep. correct? After his crucifixion, which means this great knowledge is going to be, now be revealed on part of humanity, correct? Yep. And John's here as the audience, as the witness. As the witness uh, as to, what's happening to write down in what heaven, he's seeing. To write down what he's seeing in heaven. He's being used as an instrument he's like, of God. You're coming up from earth right now. We're putting you in heaven. You're going to see what really is going on here in, in a very critical moment. And now the angels, you're saying like these angels, it's like a choir. There's everybody celebrating this whole heavenly place from what I just heard you say. The elders are now on their knees and it's a great moment too. This isn't like a dull moment. No, yeah, absolutely. This is one of the most greatest events that took place. There you go. See, I, like, I want to hear that stuff. This is like one of the most greatest moments that took place. This takes us back to the previous cast that we did when they were all walking through the streets, speaking in different tongues yeah. of different languages from all over after the crucifixion, right? Yeah. So this is another, those of you who are with us or just joining us, you'll get more of this, right? This is what we're here for. I'm not here to pitch or sell the show, but for me as a storyteller myself and as a firm believer now by all means, but I'm a believer without knowing other than truly in my heart why I believe. And I don't know enough about the Bible to put my faith in the Bible, right? I understand that people say to study it and to read the word and all that stuff. Yeah, that's well and fine, but I don't have a love for the Bible yet, right? And Shane's helping me walk through that experience myself. And I hope that between us, we will be able to help on behalf of God, others come to the Bible in a way that is maybe more approachable to them. So here now we are once again, like I said, in the previous podcast that we did, there were these moments that are just goosebump moments in time and in life. For me, when I can see them and visualize them in that way, uh, my heart gets opened. So thank you for letting me speak that into the show here. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. And so we're going to break down for a small segment, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Okay, but before you go, so the first seal's been opened. So now everybody's celebrating. The Son of God has now, is the one who can. Yeah, everyone was celebrating that he was able to To take the book, exactly. Because no one was able to. Exactly. Because everyone had It has now happened. He's taken everybody. Exactly. He's the only pure one who can actually open up this book. The only pure one. Child of God. Okay. And now the first seal Seal has been opened. And the four horsemen of the apocalypse come out. And that's the first seal. It's going to be the... So yeah, let's read through it and we'll break that down. So Revelation 6 and it says... And I saw the lamb open up one of the seals and heard as it were the noise of thunder. And one of the four beasts said, come and see. And I saw and behold a white horse and he that sat upon him had a bow and a crown was given unto him. And he went forth conquering and to conquer. 
And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given unto him that sat upon it to take peace from the earth, that they should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld and behold a black horse, and he that sat upon him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard the voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. But see thou, you do not hurt the oil and wine. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the four beasts say, Come and see. And I looked and behold a pale horse, and his name that sat upon him was Death. And hell followed with him, and power was given unto him over a fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword and with hunger and with death and the beasts of the earth. That's the first four seals that are opened. And this book of the seven seals and then everything that's inside this book is just, it's powerful. And what's a seal? Like one of those sticky, lock this letter, you can't open it. And to, you know, it's a royal seal, if you will. And so only the right person can open that message. So there, he's now opened four of them. And it's hard to imagine like where we're seeing these horsemen and stuff. This is all in heaven, right? And so the thunder is the first thing we hear. Like the first seal opens up and you can tell there's something magnificent happening here because the, the great sound of thunder, right? Is that what I just yeah, heard you say? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and the beast inviting John to come and look upon what he's seen. And now remember, Jesus told him, write the things which you're going to see. Yeah. Because this is going to be distributed to the world. Right. And when I look at this, there's a lot of people that have their base, just their opinion on what this means. And I can give you guys a couple different opinions. The four horsemen of the apocalypse, it's all grim, right? It's a judgment that is released upon this earth on wicked men, right? People that have rebelled against God. And the first one was the white horse. Now, they believe that the white horse is the Antichrist, right? The rider on the white horse is the Antichrist, that he is going to go forth conquering and to conquer. And a lot of scholars believe that this is part of the final revelation when the final battle between good and evil and other scholars believe that the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse is an overview of the Book of Revelations. So all the judgments that are going to be released upon this world are included within one of these Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Now, this is a symbolic imagery of what we're looking at. It's not literally like four horsemen of the apocalypse. There's not really four horsemen riding around. No, this is symbolic. And a lot of times in prophecy, you can see the things which are symbolic and the things which are literal. And the Holy Spirit can give you the wisdom to discern that. And all that makes sense to me because, frankly, we are human minds when we're dealing with the mystical world. You're trying to get something across to the human brain, right? So that God's smart about how they're gonna, how he's going to translate to a human. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the first one they believe is the Antichrist. The Antichrist, yep. and the Antichrist is going to be this world leader that is going to arise upon the world. One thing the Antichrist is going to be able to do is he's going to be able to take control of the entire world monetary system. He's going to take control of 
all the money. The scripture says in Revelations 13 that you cannot buy, sell, or trade unless you receive the mark of the beast. Mm -hmm. Some believe that he's going to be this charismatic leader that is going to be able to unite nations with him. And This is what we've all probably heard. No, that's yeah. no stranger. Okay, so then the second... Oh, go ahead, yeah, yeah, but I also, I look at that personally as like a dictator, someone that is going to come to outlaw Christianity, is going to come to unite the world under his ideology, his understanding of life, and he's going to be able to perform miracles. They talk about the beast and the false prophet that are going to be able to perform miracles in front of people whose names were not written in the book of life to worship him. Okay, so yeah, again, and bear with me and let me know if I'm asking too many questions, but so now we've got the great Satan or whatever, the first horseman, the white horseman is this embodiment of this great powerful leader who takes over all monetization, brings us to the number of the beast. Can, before we move on to a lot of other prophecy, can I understand the other three? Yeah, absolutely. But to also give you another view on the first horseman, some believe that's, the, that's a spirit of conqueror right, that goes forth, for an example, we could use Vladimir Putin of Russia, right? He, his heart is fully possessed to take over Ukraine, right? You've seen world leaders in the past, whether it's Hitler, whether it's Genghis Khan, whether it's Napoleon, whether it's, there's so many world leaders that have dominated the world, that have just went forth conquering into, right? And some people look at it through that lens as well. The spirit of the conqueror. The spirit of, yeah, of, of an evil conqueror going forth to take control. Which could be even plural again, if you will. Yeah. If it's mentioned as a spirit, it could be many men of women, if you will, of, of, that desire power and conquest yeah, over, absolutely. Hum over humanity. For today's time, you could say it's like the one world order and all the banking cartels and so on right like that they're the ones who are trying to control the monetary systems and so on and so it's not just one man it's a group of people this illuminati kind of stuff and whatever yeah. just to bring it into today's time and people's perceptions yeah absolutely and entering into the second horse which is the second seal it was a red horse and a red horseman and there was power given unto him that sat upon the horse to take peace from the earth and that they should kill one another. And it was given unto him a great sword. So when you think about that, all these things are lining up, right? So whether you look at it through the lens of plurality or whether you look at it in a singular event that there's going to come a time where the Antichrist will arise. There's going to come a time where there'll be no peace on the earth. There'll be the rioting and protesting, people killing one another, whether it be for social issues or whether it be just for personal desire. And the great sword could be nuclear power. It could be nuclear power. It could be massive tanks and military power. It could be anything. It's be death that, and yes. mayhem using a great sword. Absolutely. Okay. Then you enter into the third seal... And that is a black horse. And this week I actually saw a very interesting news article, right? I was just like putting things together and thinking about it. But the third beast, when he tells John to come and look at this, it's a black horse. And the black horse had a pair of balances in his hand, right? And it says, a measure of wheat for a penny. Now, in other translations, it's a denarius. What that really means is a day's wages worth of work. So a small measure of wheat for a day's wages of work, 
right? Three measures of barley for the day's wages of work. And then it says, see that you do not hurt the oil and wine. And when I was thinking about this, I'm not sure if anyone follows what's been going on with the whole Russia ordeal taken into Ukraine, but a high-ranking Russian official, he was issuing a warning to the international community saying that the four horsemen of the apocalypse have arrived, right? Now, this is the Russian top official, right? And this was as Russia hit its hundred day of war. And so, and also what I thought was really powerful, do you know that new Ukraine is called the breadbasket of Europe? Do you yeah, know, I had heard that, yeah. Because of the amount of wheat mm -hmm. that it holds. Right, right. Right, it's one of the biggest countries in the world That's in terms of wheat producing. Yeah. Right, I believe it's one third of the world's wheat production yeah. takes place in Ukraine. That's why. And so you can see a measure of wheat for a day's wages worth of work. And at the same time, you got this Russian, top Russian official saying that the four horsemen of the apocalypse have started their trip into Ukraine. I just saw an article like that too. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Putin compares himself to Peter the Great and says he's taking back Russian land. Yeah, and this is just another example of the white horse, the black horse, yeah. the red horse. But today we're living a time of age which is unlike any time we've ever lived in. But before we go on, if we can just pause there for a second, what you're saying and what you brought back the article and stuff is this was a general of Putin's who just said the four horsemen have arrived. Yeah, one saying? of the top ranking One of the top officials. ranking officials. So you, just at this very moment, June 11th, 2022, you have one of the most powerful nations on earth in, in war with Europe and taking over Russian lands again, acting as if there are these controllers. Yeah. These, what was the second horse we said? The red horse was the, I don't want to, yeah, no, 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 down, yeah. So the first horse was the white horse. The second horse was the red horse. That's the, the one third that's the horse weapon. And black was horse the black. was the grain. So I, when yeah. I said the white horses, for me, just again, layman, newbie, saying it hopefully for you guys as well, is that the significant moment has occurred is men of power or man of power has arrived in this awful time. And now we see the red horse, which means they are equipped to do blood and mayhem. And then we see the black horse, which is talking about really poverty and yeah. starvation. Yeah, absolutely. Famine. Famine is what, right? The beginning stages of famine. And you can also think about that as super high inflation, right? Because that yeah. was, that's what is initially, what they're saying right here is that for a small portion of wheat, you will have to put in a day's work, a day's worth of work yeah. to get that for survival. Yeah. And so they're speaking it in broad terms, but if you look at the world population in general. So I'm going to touch on the fourth horse, and then I'm going to backtrack and look at it in through the lens of general okay. worldview. Sure. Right. So the fourth horse is the pale horse, and that starts off in chapter six, verse eight, and it says, "And I looked and beheld a pale horse, and his name that sat upon him was death." So this rider's name is Death, and it says hell followed with him, and power was given to him over a fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword and with hunger and with death and the beasts of the earth. And when we 
look at that. When we look at that. Yeah, so when we're looking at Revelation 8, this pale horse, what there sh- what is being revealed is that there's going to come a time of death. There's going to come a time where people are dying of hunger. They're dying by the sword. In this a judgment, if you say, you can look at how many times world famine has taken place, right? I can just throw in a couple times in world history. For an example, you have the Great Famine of 1845 in Ireland. You have the Bengal Famine in 1943, where 2.1 to 3.8 million people died. You have the Soviet fam- Famine from 1930 to 33, where 5.7 to 8.7 million people died. You have the Deccan Famine, which was a long time before in 1630 to 32, where they just had back-to-back crop failures and there wasn't enough food for the people to eat. But as you look in general, you're going to see, just like Christ said in Matthew chapter 25, it shall come to pass in the last days. There's going to be wars and rumors of wars. There's going to be famine, pestilences, and earthquakes in different places. Right When we think about that, look at all the famine that has taken place already. Look at all the pestilence and diseases that have taken place already. So if you look at, just for an example, diseases, right? So there are several types of diseases in the world, but non-infectious diseases, which is just diseases that don't spread from person to person, like heart disease, which is like the number one leading cause of death, has killed tens of millions each year. But looking into, just for an example, the National Institute of Health, right? They say there's 7,000 known diseases in the world. Some say there's close to 12,000. Some say 10,000 different institutes. There's so many different types of diseases in the world. And they say that there's only a cure for 500 of them, right? And But if you look at the diseases that have come upon the world in the past, right? One of the biggest one that most people know is the Black Death, the Bionic Plague, right? Which took out one third of Europe. Another one would be the influenza, chloria, smallpox, HIV and AIDS, Ebola, hepatitis, typhus. If you look at all these different diseases, look at coronavirus, right? Many people can look at that in, oh, it's just a disease that came out of Wuhan, China, and it was just by chance. But no, this is written biblical prophecy that in the final days, there's going to be pestilences coming upon the earth. There's going to be diseases. There's going to be famines, right? If you look at Europe right now, not Europe, but Africa, if you look at the famine that is taking place in some of those impoverished countries, right? What we see is just everything is building itself up for the final climax, right? Now, you can look at the, the four horsemen of the apocalypse or the four horsemen of the end days, right? As these four series of events, whether it's the conqueror that's going forth to conquer, the red horse that's bringing anger and hate and taking peace from the earth, the black horse, which is bringing death, and bringing people into hell, or the pale horse that is bringing in this massive in, inflation, if you will, in poverty and disease. Yeah, yeah that's a great absolutely. summary of the four right there. Yeah. 
Yeah. And if we look at that in general, this world has gone through so much of all of those, right? Just look at Hitler, right? He went forth as a conqueror, right? He killed alone just six million Jews, right? Which were God's chosen people with hunger, with the sword, with famine, he went forth, and, and that's just in a broad sense. And during that time, there was the economy was crashing. There was tension in the world. The entire world was at war against each other. Peace was taken from the earth. Yeah, and we've seen from the Bible, there's not a clear assessment of time. So this could happen over hundreds of years with multiple conquerors. But And I make a concerted effort not to really share an opinion much on these. I appreciate yours, but as a newbie and coming back into this, but I, I will say that with the with fourth horseman, the pale horse, and when you talk about disease, we've been studying studying and creating biological warfare for the last 60 plus years. We know that to be true, that there are multiple agencies of military in the world who have been taking disease that affects human beings and manipulating it for death, for purposeful death and warfare. And now you have COVID, which one of the strong theories is that it was a manipulated virus inside of a laboratory set loose on the planet Earth. Not talking about we're in the time of revelations for me, but saying just fact is, forget all the other diseases, man-made viruses that kill, that's crazy, that's new. Right? That's all very recent in the last hundred years. They didn't make viruses and manipulate and morph viruses before the last hundred years. And I was reading a news article on Google where one of these new computers that they've designed that was putting together all these chemicals in what for biological warfare came up with 30,000 different options. And now we're talking artificial intelligence. Yeah. Now that's not a computer, that's an AI. Yeah. yeah. Where they've programmed this in the algorithms to design deadly drugs that would affect humans. And they've come up with 30,000 different ways right now to add chemicals together to kill people. That's pretty powerful. All right. Okay. So boom, I feel like you, and you really did come back. I remember I kept losing the word conquer in the first one, right? But now I feel like the last way you explained all four of them summarized it very clean for our audience. So now where are we? So we've the four have presented themselves through the four seals, through the Son of God. Okay. Yeah, and so right after that, the fifth seal, it says, And I saw under the altar the souls that were killed for the word of God and for the testimony that they held. So during this time, there are the faithful of God that have been killed, right? Throughout history, so many martyrs have died for the cause of Christ. In the last days, it's going to get entirely worse. Christianity will be exiled. You will not be allowed to be a Christian. It's going to be like North Korea, where if you're caught with a Bible, you're going to prison in a forced labor work camp for 10 years just because their leader says that's what the law is. And But it's a little different because in the end times, it speaks about the beheading of Christians. Right There's going to be, when this world leader comes on the world that is going to be able to take control of the monetary system, he's going to kill those that are Christians. Anyone claiming to be a Christian, if you don't receive this mark, you're going to die. 
That's just, and he's going to come forth as a strong man, one that is not playing games. So when the fifth seal is opened, it's the altar of the souls that were killed for the word of God and for the testimony that they held. And it says, and they cried with a loud voice saying, how long, O Lord, holy and true, do you not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And it says, white robes were given unto all of them that they should rest for a small season until their fellow servants and their brethren should be killed as they were, and it should all be fulfilled. And then the sixth seal. Wait, we can't move on to the sixth seal yet. Okay, fifth seal. So can you go, I want to hear it again, because one of the things that I heard was souls shall be altered. The souls that are at the altar of God that have been killed for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. In this time. So let's do it again. Can you just take us back to the fifth, please? Yeah. So the fifth, he saw under the altar, the souls of those that were killed for the word of God and for the testimony that they held. So what John is seeing when this fifth seal is revealed is that there's going to be a multitude of people that have been killed for their testimony and for the word of God. Their faith. Yeah, from their faith. Yeah. And they're going to be crying out to God, saying, God, how long will you not avenge our blood on those that dwell upon the earth? And God is going to give them white robes and tell them that they should rest for just a small season until it's fulfilled that their fellow servants and their brethren should be killed as they were. Accept your fate. That's what God yeah. tells them. I hear you. You just got massacred. You're now a soul returned to heaven, but you're, you were brutally killed. You were all killed for your faith. The souls are like, why, where's the redemption here? Where's the justice? And God says, accept your white robes. It's gonna you come. died for the right reason. It's going to come. And so as you see, as we open this book up, God is going to release wrath upon this world, especially when the mark of the beast arrives and people hate God and blaspheme God. God will, is still offering his mercy and his love and forgiveness. Giving everybody one last chance. But God is also a justice, righteous God. Mm -hmm. And he's not going to allow this to continue. Mm -hmm. And so there's going to be some series of events that take place within these next chapters that will just be extremely just hard to take. As we're about to enter in, we're about to see where one third of the world population will die. Don't give it up yet, Shane. Stick with <laughs> us. Okay, so we've, got, we've now gotten through five seals. So I, I, now it's fun for me because this is all new. I have a white horse. I have a red horse. I have a black horse. I have a pale horse. I now will be able to speak to this moving forward. Right? I'm informed now. I was never this informed before. And even if I read it, I might not have committed it to memory. I'm an auditory person. And I like this forum for me, right? So now you're bringing me along. Now who knows how many more you're going to bring along in this conversation. The fifth horse, was there a color? No, there or wasn't the a fifth. There was, was only horse. four. Yeah, was, only the four horsemen. Yeah, each of the first four seals had a horse. And the fifth seal was opened up and they were souls under an they altar. They were souls under souls an altar under an crying, crying unto God. to God. Why, why God? Yeah. Uh-huh. And now the sixth seal, when he opens the sixth seal, it says there was a great earthquake and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair and the moon became as blood and the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree cast out her untimely figs. 
when she is shaken by a mighty wind. And the heavens departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and every island was moved out of its place. And it says, And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, the chief of captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said unto the mountains and rocks, Fall upon us and hide us from the face of him that sits upon the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come, and who shall be able to stand? So yeah, that's the sixth seal, and that's pretty intense. And that sounds like an atomic bomb to me. I'm not, again, I'm not putting my opinion in here, but when I think of all the videos I saw growing up of, the, of preparing for the atomic world, the nuclear world, the way... that power source works it covers our sky with gray clouds the sun turns red or we can't see through it right we we know what atomic weaponry does the way that it blows everything out of proportion moves things that are beyond right me that's what it resonates with me who knows what it is going to be again i'm not trying to because this isn't preaching by the way as we all know this is study right we're not here to preach we're here to study on truth there so that's all i'm ever going to chime in yeah and what i look at when this sixth seal is opened, it speaks about an earthquake. An earthquake on any earthquake we've ever seen. And yeah, we can look at it through that. But if anyone watches the History Channel and looks at the San Andreas Fault, it's about to fall. They say it can happen within the next 20 years. An earthquake so massive that it's going to create a tsunami that the world has never seen before. The earthquake will be so powerful that the most heavily built skyscrapers, whether it's in Los Angeles or San Francisco, all the way up, will not be able to withstand it. On top of that, not too far from there is one of the greatest volcanoes that is just lying dormant, Yellowstone National Park. And that volcano, if I've watched the historical documents on the History Channel about Yellowstone, there is a massive cavern of lava that is sitting right up under that national park, right? And it shows how there's been multiple explosions over the last thousands of years. And the multiple explosions or ruptures of this volcano in Yellowstone, each rupture was in different places. And what it's showing is that the volcanic lava, which is underneath the ground, hasn't moved, but the earth upon it has been moving. And at the same time, all you can just imagine, if there's a massive earthquake, like the San Andreas fault line, they say it's not if, it's when. And when it happens, people are not going to be prepared for it. The world is not going to be ready for it. Is that what this is? We don't know, but what we do know is that there's going to there's seven massive earthquakes that are going to be revealed in the book of Revelations. And these earthquakes, each one of them is completely severe, and it's a prophecy that's given. And you can also think when there's a massive earthquake and volcanoes erupt, it's going to just fill the earth with dust and debris. Anybody, we've seen what volcanoes look like. If we ever yeah. looked at the ring. I was there during Mount St. Helens. I yeah. watched it come in. So it ashed right over the top of me. And, I was in. Yeah, and if you, if you think about all of that happening with the ring of fire in the Pacific, all the, or same thing with Hawaii. Mm-hmm. To that matter, an atomic bomb could actually speed that stuff up. Or atomic warfare could speed all of that up. Oh, yeah. Right? And that's exactly, we're living in that type of age. Age, yeah. Where 
you know, just for an example, Albert Einstein said World War III is going to be fought with sticks and stones because we're going to destroy life as we know it and when World War III takes place. Wow. And he said that it's inevitable. It's not if, it's when. Amazing. I don't know about you guys, but I have clear visuals in my head right now. Still, obviously, I've got visuals of the persecution of all the Christians or believers, if you will. I don't even know if I have to, I don't have to say Christians. I can say men and women of faith in God and Christ. Now we have the natural disasters. And again, we've all heard this, seen winds of it, but this is fun just reading right through the works itself. And so now we're on the seventh. You can stick to the sixth and keep talking about it, but what I'm dying to know now, what is the seventh? We want to do a timeout. Okay, let's take a time out, everybody. We'll be right back. Thank you.